Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You're listening and watching to the preview of Crew, and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. This week I'm joined by some of the finest crew members to ever don the Crew logo. Look out for that coming in new season and your t-shirts, badges, stickers, hats, everything you'll be looking after. Hopefully they've all unmuted themselves and are ready to go. And first up, I'm going to start with um, Stu. Stu, all the way in Canada yourself. You're the only one I see that's unmuted yourself. So I'm coming to you first. How are you, Ed? I was about to say that. I was like, I take it you're coming to me because I'm the only one that remembered to unmute my mic. Uh, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. It's been a really good week here. Just been catching up in some of the... The, obviously the football at the weekend, and then I caught a bit of the Andy Murray match. Uh, when I was leaving for work this morning, he actually just served to, or he, he won the, the point to stay and then send it to the fourth set. So I, uh, so I thought, like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, or, or he'd won in that second set to put it to the third set, sorry. So I thought, oh, yeah, he's done it, but he, his old legs, he's going to fall apart. He's still going to do it. A few hours later, I got an update from Kev saying Andy Murray, muscle arm emoji and all that. I thought, what, did he win? And then I looked it up. Five hours and forty-five minutes he was on the court for till four a.m. in Melbourne. Amazing. I can't. I can't stay up to midnight these days. <laughs> <laughs> He's played tennis to four a.m. But no, anyway, yeah, it's going well. And uh, congratulations, Andy Murray. It's brilliant to see the guy is just an absolute powerhouse at times. Um, amazing Scottish athlete and. Uh, I hopefully he's going to go all the way there now. Uh, I'm also going to head up to the, the frozen north of Scotland to Brian. Brian, how are we, buddy? Very well, mate. Uh, delighted to be here. Um, I didn't say right, um, can we, the Andy Murray old comments, he's 35. So that old. Come on. Tom Brady's yes, in this game. Tom Brady. He's... Tom Brady's still playing and he's 5,004. Andy Murray's got a metal hip. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> wonder, wonder how many metal parts Tom Brady has that we don't know about. I, I bet Tom Brady's more more machine than man. Uh, yeah, no, Keith, I'm, I'm delighted to be back on the pod. Looking forward. Really enjoyed the games last weekend. Um, like even even though my beloved Browns aren't in them, and I knew I would be able to sneak the Browns into a podcast about conf- about uh, division level playoffs. Uh, <laughs> that's sort of the only way I'm going to be able to talk about them. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, looking forward to getting into the the games we've got coming up the weekend. There's a couple of hopefully quite tasty ones. Uh, hopefully a couple of upsets as well because well uh, the favourites all win it's pretty bloody dull. Uh, but I, uh, you know, looking forward to it, mate. As you said last weekend was just an incredible, some incredible football. The matches seemed to go on forever. There was excitement in every single one. Um, it was just an incredible weekend of football. And join us in the the North Lanarkshire region. I think it is now. Kev, is that right? Yeah. Um, it's Kev Cogo. Kev, how are we? I'm good, Keith. Thanks. Um, I'm just into a, a game of sevens, uh, so I'm trying to thaw out. Um, but I'm really, really glad to be back on the pod. I've been off for a while, so I've been been missing it, uh, missing you guys, missing the banter, and looking forward to chatting about the the upcoming uh, playoff games. Coming back for IR. We're releasing them in gently with uh, with an incredible weekend of um, of live sport. But before we get to that, there's some big news today. I don't know if you saw this. Um, the NFL launched what teams are going to be playing in the international games this this year. Um, So our kickoff question then to start us off is um, where are you planning going for the international games in 2023? Um, Stu, that's a bit unfair for you. If only the (laughs) the Vikings had won and your coupon had came in, you would have been treating us all to a wee trip to to Germany, I would imagine. Um, If you could, (laughs) if you could, 
where would you be going with your, your trip? So who have we got so far? Announced we've got um for the Wembley game is the Wembley game's gonna be the Jags. Jags, yeah. And then at uh, Spurs Stadium you've got Bills and the Tennessee Titans. But then mm-hmm. for the international game in Germany, is it one game or two games in Germany two this games. year? Two, two games, games in Germany. Yeah. Two uh, games. Do so you get the Pats? And the Bucks, isn't it? Pats and Bucks. No Pats in the Chiefs. Aye, Bucks oh. was last year. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, this year. Yeah. yeah. Bucks was this year. So in the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, obviously, we need to wait and see who they announce for the, the road because it's uh, we don't know who has the road schedule yet or who's they're playing. Yeah. But I would say, um, I mean, all of the international games are obviously fantastic choices and I, I think it's been absolutely fantastic that the NFL started doing this in the first place mm-hmm. because I mean look at us here we're all from Scotland granted I live in Canada now but the international series is probably one of the main drivers for a lot of us in the UK and Scotland following the NFL or maybe becoming more interested in it and then taking that kind of avid following um, as for where I would go though I would probably choose one of the German ones just because I haven't yeah. seen any sport in Germany and I would love to go over there I've been to Wembley before fantastic stadium uh, not been to the new Spurs stadium because that was opened after I moved here again so I wouldn't mind seeing that too but yeah I think yeah. I would definitely be going out to the going out to see um, either the Chiefs or the Pats so I need to wait I'll wait and see uh, who they're playing against and, and then I'll make my pick then <laughs> for sure yeah, and they've got the Bengals as an away an opponent this year still I don't know if we have either of those. We seem to play the Chiefs every year now, though, and we're the probably curse, at home. The curse of doing well. Yeah, we'll be at home this time, though, because we played them on the road this year, and we beat them. And you tend to do well against them as well. Is it yeah. the past three? You've, you've won the, the last three against yep. the, the Chiefs, so no fear if you were going to Germany for that one. Um, Brian, what about yourself? Um, are you already laying the groundwork for a wee trip abroad or a, another wee trip down to London? What you what you aiming for this time? Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber, Alice. I'd love to go to a German game. I've never been to Germany. You know, I've, I've never, I've never mm-hmm. made it to Germany. Uh, so that would be a big one for me. Uh, and also the the pure, the pure opportunity to sit and watch the sadness and devastation and despair dawn on Stud slash Danny slash Scud as I get to watch <laughs> their team lose live would be glorious. <laughs> But it would be so good. Uh, like, ah, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, obviously a lot of it will come down to um, who they're playing, what the what the shit, what the the games actually look like. Um, but I know I'd, I'd love a crack at a German game. The games in Germany, to be fair, they get a brilliant uh, review um, from this year. It seemed they seem to be really, really well received. The Germans are like. <laughs> Outside the UK, the well, even probably ahead of the UK, possibly depending on who you ask, the biggest market mm-hmm. for the NFL in Europe. Um, so you know we know that there's a massive fan base there. So the guys, guys over there will be right up for it. Um, I, I'd, I'd probably plump for the, one of one of the Germany games to get a chance to watch somebody that I know and and, and love dearly cry. Only been to Germany once, and that was for one of the crew members, Patrick Houston Stagda. It was an incredible weekend. What a wonderful city Munich is. We didn't get a chance to go to the uh, Allianz Stadium, uh, a stadion. Um, I'd love to have, have went to have seen that, but um, to get over for the uh, NFL match would be would be utterly ridiculous. It's my fortieth this year, so putting <laughs> Heavily with, uh, with my dearest uh, wife to see if there's. A, I don't think there's any chance of me getting that to an, an abroad match. I think for me it'll be 
a trip down south. Love to go to Spurs Stadium. That looks an incredible it piece of equipment. Incredible. So I, that's what I'll be aiming for. Kev, what about yourself? What do you fancy doing? You've been down numerous occasions to London. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been to um, I've been to one at Wembley to Spurs Stadium. Um, so I think I would I would be like the guys. I'd, I'd be looking to try and get over to Germany for one of the, the games over there this time. Um, I've had yes. the pleasure of going to a, a Dortmund game over in Germany as well. Um, oh, magic. That that was terrific. The whole experience, um, the atmosphere over there was was great, and I think the NFL would probably be um, up there with that, if not better. It's like like the guy said. I think um, uh, the NFL daft over there in Germany. Mm. Um, and see the games that I've been down to London for in the past. Uh, you meet loads of Germans there, and they're all. You know they're they're all really really up for it, having a good time, celebrating, partying. So, yeah, I, I think um, probably Germany uh, for me. If if not, then maybe try and get over to the states, um, catch a game over there again. But um, show I... off. <laughs> that wasn't an option, Kev. That wasn't an option. That wasn't no, that wasn't one that you could choose. <laughs> I even I stayed away for that one. I was going to say, well, oh, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just take a, a trip down to the states. <laughs> just, just, just see the yeah, Bengals. Yeah. Well, I'm, I've got a I'm going to a wedding in Texas in November, so I'm going to be um, in Houston in November. So maybe maybe catch a Texans game. That sounds that sounds pretty incredible. As soon as you said that, though, um, I could think of is Kill Bill. And the bloody <laughs> scenes. The pussy it's wagon. A mix, a mix, <laughs> a mix between a Scottish <laughs> wedding and a Texan wedding. That's going to be that's going to be a blood fight there. Uh, sure is. <laughs> um, gentlemen, we'll move on. We'll get started. We've got four fantastic games to discuss tonight. As we said, the the football that we watched last week was covered really, really well with the review crew. Danny and the boys did an incredible job. Go back and have a wee listen to that. As I said, we're live right now. We're checking the Twitter. We'll be checking the YouTube comments as well. Um, anything anybody wants to say to get involved, get in touch, and we'll, we'll get you involved in the, the podcast as it goes as well, which is great. Tell your friends as well. We're getting bigger. We're getting better. Next season, Aye, Christmas is over. I'm not getting that much bigger. <laughs> I've been trying really hard to shift that festive weight. Keith, thanks for calling <laughs> out live on air. Jesus, <laughs> getting, he's getting ass. He's getting bigger, boys. Are you? So, moving on, we've got our first matchup. It is the AFC Divisional Playoff between the Jaguars and the Chiefs. Jaguars travelling to um, KC for the, the match there. That's going to be an incredible game, especially after the, the comeback. We would say the comeback of comebacks, but we've already had something that topped that <laughs> earlier in the season. What a, what a league the, the NFL is. What a fourth quarter for excitement is is all you're really looking for in the NFL and it, it just writes its own story. It's poetic at times, it's beautiful, it's it's why so many wonderful movies are made about it. Um mm-hmm. Brian, I'll come to you first. Look for the, the Jags travelling to the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, he's rested, well rested after a week off. Is he going to be firing on all cylinders? Is Lawrence going to be able to build on the incredible comeback that they made last week? What do you think is going to happen in this one then? Oh, go team Jaguar. Jaguars. Jaguar. How many? I, 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 purely for how many various ways we can pronounce it. Uh, go team Cat. Uh, no, I'm, I, I am on, on team Jags. Uh, I always love an underdog. They are the undisputed 
underdog um, of, of this matchup, probably of um, <coughs> possibly of the round. There's bit, maybe a bit of arguing with whether or not the Jags are the biggest underdog of the whole um, divisional round, but they are certainly the underdog here. Um, uh, I'm going to say it before Studs comes back on the pod and he gets to say it. You know, I mean, it's the Arrowhead Invitational. Um, asterix, 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 asterix. <laughs> Does they count? Um, yeah, the end with it. Um, T Law, he's been out in the press. We bit a couple of wee digs at the the KC fans, giving it all. You know, nothing could possibly be louder than what we've had here tonight. Um, but yeah, you know, what I will say, I'm, I'm gonna for me. I know the scoreline that wasn't the biggest comeback of the year. Uh, you know, the, the Vikes game was obviously a bigger score comeback. I'm going to say, but just for the occasion, that was the biggest comeback of the year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those guys must have been in pieces in that locker room come halftime. Um, you know what I mean? And I don't know don't know who's delivered the, the rousing halftime speech, if it's been somebody in the coaching team, if it's been Lawrence himself, if it's been one of the other leaders in the playing staff. Somebody has picked them off the floor and they've come back out and delivered a slap. So hopefully... Hopefully it's exactly the same. That would be that would be the best of all outcomes if like, we could go into the half and the Chiefs or something like thirty-five up. And hey Brian, somehow the Jags still win. Hey Brian, uh, did you catch the the Manning cast from that game where they were talking about that? No, the, no, the I didn't see Manning cast. The, the whole the whole halftime speech thing where he was saying he's like that that doesn't happen when you're losing yeah you go into the locker room <laughs> like you're losing by like four scores or whatever you eat your orange your halftime orange which I thought was good that's like just what we do and uh, I used to do it sevens okay I love that halftime orange um but yeah you eat your <laughs> halftime orange and the head coach goes right boys let's go and then you go back out and you just do the plays that you were told to do, and then if it turns around, it turns around. I don't like that. I want to believe the Hollywood oh, version yeah. that Brian was pitching there, where I, I, I somebody the stands up on a soapbox. It's like <laughs> the kit man or like the placeholder or somebody <laughs> just takes that moment. Inch yeah. by inch. <laughs> uh, there's got to be somebody like, as I say, to get the guy that irons the socks. Uh, gives, <laughs> gives the William, for me, boys. Gives the, gives the Mel Gibson as William Wallace-esque speech. <laughs> and then they all go out there and they just lay everything on the line and they get it done. And then there's crying. And... <laughs> Jackson Jackson DeVille went in at half time. <laughs> <laughs> went in and thrusted. This is about thrusting his speed on. That would be enough. I think I would take so much inspiration for that. Just would that not inspire you to victory? Look look at this guy thrusting my face. (laughs) You're right, Jackson Deville. It's a six-foot Jaguar and Speedo. What more could I possibly want out of life? There's no way those Jackson Uh, Deville's as short as six foot, actually. Man that (laughs) at least at least eight feet tall. Thunderbolts so, uh, in his eyes and lightning feet his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a wee brave heart reference for, for, for all that. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Well done, Brian. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Kev, a wee bit of civility here then. We'll bring it back to the actual game. Um, <laughs> Jacksonville have not been starting very well. They, they let the um, Chargers get way, way ahead um, in the first half, but managed to eke it back in the, the second. Do you see Trevor Lawrence making as many mistakes this time? Is he going to be as focused as he was in the second half of that game? There was a couple of picks. There was some loose passes. Just it wasn't a, a, it wasn't a well 
which I wasn't. A well-rounded, well-worked-out uh, game. He, he looked nervous, but then by the end of the game, he had the eye of the tiger. He was ready to go. What we, yeah. How do you think they're going to start this? Eye weekend? of the jaguar. I die the jag. Um, no, I, I think the answer is he can't. He can't afford to start the way he started in the last game. Um, if he does, then they can forget about it because they ain't coming back like that against the Chiefs. Um, so he's going to have to come out and and, and ball like he did um, towards the end um, of the, the the Chargers game if they're going to have any chance whatsoever. And even if he does. Um, there's still, there's, there's still no guarantee that, that they'll get the win. Um, the, the Chiefs, uh, they just keep rolling on, don't they? Um, I think they've looked a little bit vulnerable at times this year, the Chiefs. Um, but, uh, aye, when when when, Kel, when Kelsey's on form and Mahomes has got him to hit um, and all those other weapons have got... Um, I, I don't see I don't see the Jags having a chance. I would love I would love to um, to see them win. Um, I'm on Brian's side there. I would love to see them coming out. And uh, <laughs> the only thing I would say is, um, as an Eagles fan, we are the underdog. Um, although maybe not this year. <laughs> Which university you live in? <laughs> when we won underdog our Super Bowl, Bowl, exactly. When we won our Super Bowl, we were the underdog. Um, ah, eternal, eternal underdogs. Um, but yeah, but yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think in this particular matchup, um, it's 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 so heavily uh, leaning towards Kansas. I can't see anything but a, a Kansas win. Who's going to win it then for the the Jags if they are going to stand a chance? Is it going to be Travis Etienne? Is he going to be able to do? Is it Lawrence? Is going to be able to find Kirk with the wee bit of magic? Personally, I think maybe it's a season two soon for someone like Travis um, Etienne to really make such a big difference in a, a game like this. There are a few players short of what would be required to really bloody the nose of the, the Chiefs for me. But Brian, paint us a picture. Tell us how they're going to do it. They, they need a complete... Do you know what, to be fair, the, what they need is they need their defence to step up. Um, Offense that you know, I mean, Etienne's good. Feed Etienne, he has shown he has he's explosive, he's got speed, he can beat a man. Um, when Lawrence is dialed in, he can hit his targets. He doesn't have that. Okay, I'm a, a big Christian Kirk truther, um, but like he's it's still Christian Kirk, it's not what you would call an absolute primo wide receiver, um, as his number one target. The other guys he's got, as much as I love Marvin Jones Jr., Marvin Jones Jr. is an amazing <laughs> veteran wide out. Um, he doesn't have that prime number one, but then again, does Mahomes? Do you know what I mean? Mahomes is wide receiver one is Juju, Corvette, Corvette, or whatever that dance was. Um, <laughs> so you know, I, I'm going to say for me, the the Jags D has to step up. They need to do what Christ, very very few defenses in the league can do. They need to get after Mahomes. They need to disrupt him. They need to stop that Kansas passing attack. Because let's be honest, yeah, okay, Pacheco's been looking good as the seasons went on. He's, he has came out his stride a wee bit. He did take of the kind of rookie running backs that have made much of an appearance this year. He's probably the one that took the longest to get going. Um, yep. Five touchdowns he's, he's, and 830 yards for Pacheco yeah, this season. You know, he's, he's looked good. And to be fair to him, that's all came quite late in the year. Um, but it's Mahomes is the man you need to stop. If the Jags can get in, if they can get after him, um, if they can keep them moving, if they can disrupt that passing game, then that, that's how they win. Because I would say that they're better on the ground. 
I would much rather have the, the Jags uh, rush, rushing attack than the Chiefs. Um, yeah, but will they will they be able to do that? The Jags can step up on DML for it. Um, whether or not they can, Ooh. this is this is heart and head stuff. Am I willing to throw a fiver at it? Yes. Am I willing to throw fifty quid at it? Oh, the missies will hit me. Uh, <laughs> so probably not. So that um, looking at it, Brian said that um, Patrick Mahomes' number one wide receiver was Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, going oh, by the well, yeah, it is. But um, the one who's got the most yards from him is actually Travis Kelsey. With um, one thousand eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a wide receiver tight end, but I mean, I still count him as a tight end. But that just shows yeah. that he is his, his number one target. Really, he's the yeah. the man that he, he looks to almost first and foremost. He's the one that's going to really do the damage. Um, I know you're a massive fan. Um, is he going to be the difference between the teams this weekend, or does it all come down to the genius that is Patrick Mahomes? I mean, I think a lot of it will come down to a the genius of MVP Patrick Mahomes um, as much as I want Burrow to be MVP. I do think that Travis Kelsey could have himself a day and Brian is also completely right that the only way this is going to go well for the Jags is if the D steps up mm-hmm. and what they're going to need to do is stop KC getting off to a quick lead because if uh, Lawrence has to chase them I don't know if against the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. he's going to be able to do it. If he's thrown to those wide receivers, yeah, I am also a Christian Kirk truther. He's a great, yeah. great uh, <laughs> wide receiver. I do think he works best as a complimentary guy. And yeah. next year, I think we're going to see a very good Jaguars team because they have Ridley coming as well. Yes. So I don't know if you guys all remember that trade that happened at the deadline. Mm-hmm. So they now have Calvin Ridley. They have Christian Kirk. Maybe Jones is back again because I think he's a fine WR3. Zay Jones as well. Zay, so, Zay, all right, yeah, Zay Jones, I would give you his WR3. Marvin, I think, I think, we, I think we might be hearing, I think we could be hearing about a retirement in the offseason. Or off to, off to another team. But anywho, like, um, point is, I think the Kansas City Chiefs, if Trevor Lawrence does what he did in the first half, I mean, through five, five <laughs> interceptions. So I'll give you the first statistic of the week. Which is that uh, five interceptions that Trevor Lawrence threw is the mm-hmm. most that uh, anybody's ever thrown and then won a game in, in the yeah. playoffs. Then all time, I mean, it's happened in the regular season, the all-time record for a team having five turnovers and winning is 16 and 325. That's in the all-time record Jesus. in the NFL since it all started. There's only been 16 wins in history and only one of them in the playoffs. So I don't know if if you're going to put that ball up uh, for the Chiefs' defense to grab that many times. Yes, you're you're done. That's, yeah, that's four four point nine percent. That's the odds. Yeah. If you put up, you have four point nine percent chance of winning. Um, do you know what I will say? Just with Kelsey, the thing that like, and nobody ever forgets this, but the thing you do need to remember that Kelsey, as electric as he is as a receiver, he is what six four and two hundred and fifty pounds. He's a unit. He catches the ball middle of the field. There's a reason they can take him down. You're not a lineman. <laughs> you've got no chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's running through. He's plowing the, the way forward there. So I take it we're all going. Does matter. They've had a week off. They've maybe been away to Cancun for a, a couple of days rested. But they're they're still going to do the business as the, the Chiefs. But yeah. I, I'm sure that'll keep, I want to ba- keep one of the... I want to back the, the Jaguars, but I, I'm going to say... Ah, bugger it. I'm going to say the Jaggers win. I go completely against Jags. everything I said. Jaggers. 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 I told okay, you. Most, uh, 
much money, big cat. By how much? Oh, I think the Jaguars do it by one point. One point. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to the the Chiefs by at least fourteen. That's more realistic. I'm putting. I'm putting the mortgage on it. Jaguars by twenty. I'm going to say it's going to wow. be a sensational collapse, uh, and one of us is going to need to go down to Studs' house to make sure he's okay. Go on, Kev. Stop that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to the Yuki. I think it will be a comfortable Kansas victory. I hope I'm wrong, but um, I'm going to say, right, if I've got to put a number on it, I'll say Chiefs by 11. Well, they opened it. They opened as eight and a half point favourites, or that's what it was last time. Maybe not opened. It's where it's sitting right now. I checked uh, just before we came on this call. So, I think you're uh, closest in the range there, Kev. So we'll see how that pans out. <laughs> see if I see if I'm I right. By the way, somebody this. owes me a fiver. <laughs> so this I'm going to say if I'm right, recorded. someone this owes is, me a fiver. This is out there for all eternity. Always remember that, Brian. Brian <laughs> 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 with another hot take. <laughs> I have a question for you, Brian. Actually, just before we it. move on, see that helmet that's sitting behind you. Oh what yeah, color? What color is it? Right, hang on. It looks like a Packers helmet for here. It looks like it a Packers. Not, it is. It is not. I am. Uh, this is my. This is my my my, my snack helmet. Yeah. Uh, beautifully, beautifully decorated and ready to crush uh, quarterback <laughs> skulls that get in my way. Okay, so it is indeed orange and brown. <laughs> Hand hand-painted, hand-painted. <laughs> Nicely done. Just next That's to my nice shiny belt. Kev, have you seen yeah. my belt, by the way, mate? Have you seen the belt? It's, it's yeah, I've seen your belt, mate. <laughs> Enough fantasy. We're moving on now to the AFC Divisional Playoff. Uh, so, NFC Divisional Playoff between the Giants at Kev's beloved Eagles. Yeah. Um, this is... this potentially for me could be one of the, the the sneaky ties of the weekend. I think everybody's looking ahead to the last one, but um the way the Giants have been playing Eagles again week off, they've shown that they can be beaten at times this this season, but there really have been a, an absolute juggernaut going through the, the league season. Kev, your boys there got to absolutely fly high on is it Saturday for that one? Late Saturday for us? Yeah, late one. Yeah. Yeah. Fly goes flying. Um, what are you thinking then? What's what's happening with the, with your your team there? How how much well, damage have they got to do to Dayball's boys? We're going to do a lot of damage. Um, beating them twice already. Um, going to, going to get a hat trick. Get to keep them. Um, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Aye, if, if you're listening, Murdo, I'm sorry, but you might as well go to bed early on Saturday because there's, there's not going to be any joy in watching this game for you. Um, our guys are going to be rested um, with a bye week um, and come out flying. And I, see, I just see a comfortable victory. I've got to say, I might be rooting for the for Murdo's Giants this week, but hopefully <laughs> so Murdo gets that big, massive tattoo on his back. I bet you are. <laughs> I bet yeah, and this this is all this is all really uncomfortable because, like I said, the, the year we won the Super Bowl, um, it was underdogs, 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 and it's 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 unusual um, being an Eagles fan to be uh, the favourites um, getting into such a big game. But uh, that's just because we're so good. 
Yeah, I've got a wee bit of Rocky theme tune in the background there was you're saying that there, underdog story. Can I see it? I can't see it. The theme has been <laughs> so good. They they strengthened in uh, defence as well throughout the season. Mm. Just getting better and better. But some of the 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 play that we've seen from them, Jalen Hurts been incredible. AJ Brown sensational. Um yep. this is gonna be this is gonna be a some match. So what you what are you most looking forward to in this game? I'm looking forward to seeing what Danny Dimes can do because he's on an absolute roll. He's been fantastic mm-hmm. this year. And I think, uh, yeah, we were looking at that earlier as well, Brian. I think Danny Dimes, he had an 81% accuracy yeah. <laughs> in the last game. I think uh, EPA-wise, he was second best on uh, the weekend after only someone else we'll talk about later, Mr. Big Cock Brock. So those were your two best uh, quarterbacks in that first weekend. Better than Allen, better than Hurts. I mean, how many teams did Hurts beat last week? Exactly. None. So how many did the Giants beat? Zero victories. None. Hurts has the one in the playoffs. Danny Dimes has. So I'm I'm looking forward to see if Danny Dimes can extend the streak for Murdo. At the same time, though, in all seriousness, uh, yeah, that Eagles team, completely stacked. Like the O-line, probably the best O-line. In the league, I would say, like, at least it's playing in the playoffs. Yeah. They're so good. There's another Kelsey in that line as well. Uh, absolute fantastic uh, team. Great defense. Uh, then obviously you've got Hurts. The wide receiver group's good. And Sanders, you never mentioned him earlier, right? As well, mm-hmm. Keith. Like, yep. I think he's after last year, he seemed to be a bit of a letdown, um, at least in the fantasy world. Uh, as a running back, though, he he looks like a top tier one. If not, is you know he's probably top five in the league now. I would say. I think yep. that's partly helped by that O-line, but Sanders is fantastic when he gets going. So, yeah, it's going to be hard for the Giants Giants to win this one. But like I say, uh, I do want to see what Jan- Danny Dimes can do. At times, though, even in the... You mentioned Sanders there, but you've also had Boston Scott chipping in with the odd touchdown as well. They really do share the, the load. Most of it, of course, going on to Sanders and AJ Brown and uh, Jalen Hurts, but mm-hmm. you've got players that can... On occasion, Hurty, Kids Watkins, um, some of the other ones, Dallas Goddard has had a, a terrific season as well. Mm-hmm. Brian, who is it that's going to really, who's going to make the difference? Is it going to be the the, the Eagles' offense, offense, or is it going to be their, their defense? Who, what's, who's it going to be? One man is making a difference, and his name's Jalen Hurts. That you know, I mean, I, I'm I was literally double checking it because I was reasonably sure I was right with this. I wanted to check Hurts when he has been the full starter has lost once all year. He lost against the the thing I made the 32 21 game against the Commanders, and no one seemed coming. Yeah. That everybody was really really shocked. It's that random game that somehow the Commanders played absolutely out their skin. Um, yeah, they were like that's so, it. That's I remember watch, that, I watched that one live, and they were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's Hurts' only defeat. And then even when we had at the end of the season and everybody started going, oh, is that is that the Eagles? And they start, oh, they start to slip up. It was, it, don't be wrong, I love Gardner. He's fabulous. What a personality and all the rest of it. He looked, that, that's, that was, you need to pin it down there and say that has to be one of the big reasons why they lost the games against the Cowboys and the Saints. Yep. Because, shock horror, uh, last week of the season, okay, yeah, last week of the season. Um, but they came back, Hurts is back. Up steps the Giants and down get slapped the Giants. Um, for me, it's got to be all about him. It's got to be all about Hurts. If he's back and he is properly back, that it was um, 
it was his shoulder. If his shoulder's firing again, if he can do the throwing that he's been doing all year, if he can show us that running game that he's got, it kind of has to be the Eagles game to lose. I, I would love to get on the G-Men narrative um, for my, my aforementioned love of an underdog victory, um, but it, it's got to be the Eagles game to lose. They've looked every aspect of the game, every stage of the game, they've looked brilliant all year, unless you come from Washington. Um, <laughs> look great every game. I love that. As long as, as long as you don't take them to the capital, they're fine. Um, so yeah, no, it's got to be all about Jalen, all about Hearts, all about them. Let's say, let's pivot into the, the Giants. Who there is really going to make the difference? You're talking about Danny Dimes there, but Saquon's been incredible. We mm-hmm. had all mm-hmm. totally wrote him off last season. Um, big part of that plays down to his injuries, but we never saw him coming back and being such a, a standout performer for them. Brian Dayball and his team that he's assembled there as well, such a exciting side. The fact that they got into the playoffs in the first place is, is massive, but to to beat the Minnesota Vikings last week, I think that's, that's a worrying sign for anybody that's coming up against them. Vikes have done an incredible scene. Um, JJ has been unreal. Even Captain Kirk had had an incredible season. That last play of the match, of course, was a wee bit weird. <laughs> you, you know what? Like, I'm just going to jump in here for a minute, Keith, and defend uh, Captain Kirk a little bit. And that same, <laughs> and that, not too much, because obviously that choice of throw at the end was bizarre, <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, Come off, off when you need 8,000 yards. Just using the APA stat from earlier where I was saying how the top two uh, were Dimes and uh, Big Cock, Brock. Um, third best on that list was Cousins. Uh, so he he actually, Dimes outplayed him like he was the better quarterback in that game. Mm-hmm. But Cousins actually, by the numbers, had an absolutely fantastic game mm-hmm. by anybody's standards. What the Giants did was they seemed to take away Jefferson somehow. He's a guy that's been dominating all year and they took him away. So... That's maybe also what the Giants plan for this weekend. Can they do the same to A.G. Brown? But the thing is, is after that, yeah, you've still got those really good supplementary receivers that the Eagles have. So if you take away A.G. Brown, um, it's not exactly like Adam Thielen, who, yep, still a good receiver, but he's definitely lost a step or so, I would say, because there was a few times when there was balls thrown his way by Cousins that Thielen just couldn't get any separation. You know, I will say, I will say, but like you're absolutely right. Jefferson, what came in 47 yards on seven targets uh, against the Giants. TJ, TJ Hawk, 129 yep. yards and 10 targets. So it's not like the, the the Giants were giving up plays. They, it was the, and we've seen this. I remember seeing this really, really well in the London game when we watched the Giants in the pack, uh, with the pack. Um, it was it's Ben don't break defense. They will let you have whatever the yep. hell you want between the twenties. It's when you hit red zone, the Giants' D is really, really good. So is that going to be the difference maker this week? Can they maintain that against the, mo- the most potent offense in the NFL? One of? Definitely up there. Yeah. They're I mean... number two in the NFL um, and number three in defense. Howie mm. Rosen, um, Roseman sorry, deserves a lot of credit for the team that he's built there. Mm. Um when it comes to rushing, between this is the one I'm quite interested in, though, is the Giants are fourth um, in the league in rushing and the Eagles are fifth. So that'll be an interesting matchup to see um, who can come out and top it with that one. 
when you see if they're going to be so well balanced there, it really is going to be the, the passing game that's going to do the, the damage, and that's, that's down to your man, Hurts then, Kev. I, is there anyone that you're worried about in the, the Giants team, Kev, that, that's really going to make a, a big difference? Is it going to be Saquon? Yeah, I mean, I, I said I said earlier in the season, uh, when talking about um, when we were coming up against the Titans, that the, the one thing that worries me is uh, a run defence. Um still maybe a little bit soft. That may be where teams could get at us. So I think if the Giants are going to have a chance, it's going to be Saquon um, and Danny Dimes scrambling. Um, you know, that, that could cause us a bit of trouble. Uh, but I still think we've got we've got too much. And, and um, yeah, that's that's if, if there's one area that I'm slightly worried about, that's what it is. The last matchup then between the, the teams, I think it was 24-16 and um, two the Eagles, so they kept in it. It was um, the Giants were only totally blown away by this team. So again, promises to be a, an incredible matchup this weekend. So looking forward to seeing that. We're going to move on now to the next AFC matchup, and that's between Sue's beloved Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. Um, is there much love lost between the two teams here? Is uh, or is it after, especially what happened to the other week? Is there is this going to be a, quite an emotional match? Up, do you think, Stu? Uh, it'll definitely be an emotional match. Um, in terms of what, obviously, with everything that happened with Hamlin uh, a few weeks ago, I will say as well though, like for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills, we actually have very, very good relations like, between our two fans, like because we we've kind of been linked together since Andy Dalton. Uh, <laughs> won the game that sent the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs yep. for the first time in, I can't remember how many years, was it 12 years or something? Mm-hmm. something I can't remember the exact years. Someone someone jump in and find out what that is so I'm, I can be corrected live on air. Uh, but Andy Dalton won and the Buffalo Bills made a big point of donating a whole crap ton of money to Andy Dalton's uh, charity. And then obviously with everything that happened with uh, Damar Hamlin, there was obviously a lot of Bengals fans and players and ex-players, including Andy Dalton, that were donating to Hamlin's toy drive uh, just yes. after he went down as well. So it's one of these things where there's, I mean, I guess people talk years. About, how many years? 18. 18. Okay, I knew it was a, a multiple of six. <laughs> I knew it was a multiple of six. <laughs> Any, anywho. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, no, I was just going to say that. Like, you know um, your mind works. Yeah, <laughs> it's all in numbers. It's all in numbers. Um, but yeah, get back on track. Yeah, the I guess like some people are trying to make out that there's a bit of bad blood because of what happened with the fact that you a have Buffalo, a coin to toss a Buffalo Bills home game. But to be honest, I really, I, I'm not really caring about that because we need to win games wherever they're played, so it doesn't really matter. So. Who cares at the end of the day? And also, any beef that the Bengals have is with the league and with the other teams that voted for it to be that way. Um, and yeah. a lot of them were non-playoff teams. So it was just like they just did it as a, like, ah, we don't really give a shit kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's no bad blood. I think it will be very emotional. And I imagine probably what's going to happen is there's going to be a Brian Robinson-style uh, DeMar Hamlin's going to walk out the tunnel in front of the crowd at the start of the game. Yeah. Because uh, it's, you know, they're playing us. It's like, I would want it too. And to be honest, I think the Bengals fans will love to see that. Tyler Boyd has such a close relationship with him anyway. Because I don't know if you guys yeah. saw, like, before the match even, they were up talking to each other. Like, yeah. they swap jerseys anytime they play because they both Just went... Did they, not, did they not go to school together? 
Yeah, same high school in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. It came through the same football program and everything. Yeah. So they they are so close. And you know, it's it's just one of these things where I I'm not going to be. Obviously, we'll see how the game goes. But I'm going to say before it even starts, if we do lose to the Buffalo Bills, I'm not going to be that upset, and I'll probably be cheering the Buffalo Bills on to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, I would rather the Bengals won because I still want it to be us uh, that win this year. But I. You know, I, I look at the Buffalo Bills and I say that's a, a fantastic team and uh, they've done really well to get to where they are and they deserve everything they're getting. They are the, the Bills are the number one defence, fourth offence in the league. Um, they only won one more game than you guys in the regular season. Um, Bengals are the 15th offence, which surprised me. So the running um, game, the rushing game yeah, is where we're Yeah, yeah. 29th in the Russian game, 9th for the, the Bills in the Russian this season. Um, but looking at the NFL website, a wee bit of credit to you guys. They've got you down as winning the last game, 7-3, uh, on the 2nd of January. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't count. Either. The game was like, <laughs> we started well <laughs> on both sides of the ball, but then obviously what happened, happened, and, uh, you know, game over. <laughs> um, Bengals, of course... The, you're saying your running game's not been great. Mixon's had some some good points um, throughout he's the one, year. He's had one incredible game, and the rest of the year's been like flat. <laughs> one one game where he put up like all like two thirds of his year's yardage all happened <laughs> in one week, and then he went 58. and then he went back to bed. I think he got me fifty eight points that week. It was incredible. <laughs> then I traded him. Then I traded him <laughs> for Terry. <laughs> Sell high. Sell high. I was sitting, I was sitting on my on my break, and I thought, right, this is the the transfer deadline day. I, I better do something. Um, I'll trade for Mixon I... was uh, injured, so I thought I'll swap for Perrine. He's oh, what a, a, a absolutely. Start I was. think I think the worst part of that trade was you actually thought you were trading for uh, Watson from the Packers, <laughs> and you did. You traded for Lazard. <laughs> that was the worst part. <laughs> so you, you... So I, I'm sure there's an ombudsman somewhere should I get involved in that trade. I know you traded two start. You traded two. St I forget who the wide receiver was you sent, but you traded two starters for two backups. Wow, wow. And that's why I'm the host, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just uh, batting it. Backing forward to these three guys oh, who know their stuff. Hold, hold on a minute. Here, I actually just realised um, this is the first time because Kev's been gone. This is the first time I've been on a call with him since I beat him in the final. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. We've so, got, two, we've got, we've got all finalists from our two leagues. With this plan, Kev, you got me on with the two guys that beat me in the, the, the uh, fantasy <laughs> final. Hey, Brian beat you last year, and yeah, then I beat you this yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. After Brian put me out um, on the other After one this year as well. The, the, the uh, I mean, <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, t thanks for your effort, though, Kev. I mean, it was it was kind of good. That, <laughs> it was good that I was able to beat you without uh, half my team playing. Because, <laughs> well, not half. Two of my players. Three of my players. Three of my players. <laughs> I'll get I'll get you back, man. Don't worry. <laughs> next year, it's always next year. It's always next year. I'm, I, you know, this is only my what second season in the league. Is Maybe it? Third. Yeah. Right. Listen, the the bills will do it for like them Kev's this weekend. Give the bills are yeah. going to do it for you this weekend. Don't you worry about that. When you're looking at the bills, 
Josh Allen's been incredible. Over 4,200 yards this season, 35 touchdowns, only 14 interceptions. Uh, that's, that's certainly an area I can improve upon. But he's been he's been pick happy this year, and he's been pick happy in the red zone particularly. Loves a red zone yeah. pick. Yeah, tell us, tell us more, Kev. What's well, the, what are we expecting from the alien that is Josh uh, Josh Allen? I'm expecting him to, um, to be frustratingly good. Um, now that my game's out of the way, I'm I'm going to be um, rooting for the underdog now, um, and I'm definitely uh, hoping for a Bengals win in this game. Um, Allen, I don't know why, I just don't like him. Um, I think it's because. <laughs> I think like it's because successful man, I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just Some a of tiny, face. Yeah, maybe it's just a tiny bit of jealousy. But I, I think it's I think it's because um, I had the Bills kicker in fantasy, and he just kept going for it on like fucking goal. <laughs> fucking kick it, man! Just kick the ball. <laughs> Stop it! Stop being so good. Stop like, converting <laughs> fourth downs. <laughs> so yeah, so I I just want them to get beat, um, and, and and you know I've got a soft spot for the for the Bengals. Um, I like the way they play. I like their um, their wide receiver options. I think they've got um, good variety there. Um, but if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go with my head, then I'd say yeah, pro- probably Allen just does what Allen does and, and beats them up. Brian, is that? Talking about underdogs here is that Josh, yeah, Josh Allen's such an incredible talent, but talking about somebody that's just utterly gallus and can carry a team, you're looking at the Bengals then, aren't you? Um, can you see them making that? that They started well against the, the Bills in the last game uh, before what happened to DeMar Hamlin, but can you see um, who's your quarterback against the Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Sorry, I keep talking about it. It's fine. 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 But um, it, it's two of the most well-polished playoff teams that we've got left that are facing off each against each other, in my opinion. Neither team has major errors that are like going to lose you a game. Like, yeah, okay, the Bengals don't have the greatest running attack, but Mixon is more than capable of putting up sensational numbers. We've seen it this year. Um, the Bills have, yeah, Allen has been pick-happy. But he's also chipped 35 touchdowns downfield, so you can't really hold that against him either. Um, Bill's D has been very, very good. As much as I love slagging off Eli Apple, uh, the Bengals D has been really quite good as well this year. Um, but no, it, it, yeah, this I, I genuinely can't call this one. I think I would probably want to edge it for the the Eli Apple. Uh, not the Eli Apple. For the, for the Eli Apple. <laughs> for the Eli Apple. Apple. Come on. No, um, for the for the whole for the whole demand narrative. Um, I think it's one of these things that does make the game special. I, I, I kind of want to see the Bills do it. I do also have mm-hmm. Josh Allen and a whole bunch of my fantasy teams, so it does make me a little bit, little bit more Bills favoured. 
And I, so I, you, I can't... You're, you're saying you like Josh Allen? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. But and I can't be. Oh, could I bring? Could I honestly bring myself to root for another another team from the north? Don't don't know don't know that I can yeah. bring myself to it. Um, but tell you what, I tell you what I do. What I do. What I see. See see if the like when the, whenever the Bills score a touchdown, I just want over the tannoy them to start playing. You know, for the for, from the Witcher TV series. Toss a coin to your Bengal. Oh, play off of plenty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, for me though, like just like, talking about the actual game though and how it will go, a lot of for me for the Bengals side, uh, just to kind of burst our bubble a little bit, the O line, which has been an issue for the last two years, is even yeah. more of an issue now because we're now looking at it like going from the left tackle to the right hand side. Uh, Jackson Carmen's coming in at left tackle, and he was looked up and down. Last week, he doesn't count as a rookie because we drafted him before last season. Uh, but I still count him as a rookie because he what, played about 20 snaps or something last year. And he's literally played four before that game when he came in in relief. So again, played about maybe 12 in that one game. So the guy has 16 snaps under his belt. He's next to Cordell Volson, who is a rookie. Then our centre's still decent, so that's good. Then right tackle is a backup. The uh, right guard is a backup, then uh, right tackle is also a backup. So I think our line is even worse, at least in terms of experience, than where we were last year. Granted, we got to the Super Bowl, there is that, but I can't see it yeah, helping. Just, the... just, that, just that small footnote. Yeah, it's the, yeah. it's the Russian attack that's really going to suffer for it, because for Joe Burrow, he is one of the best in the league against the Blitz, probably because he's had to play with guys just flying at him all the time for the last three years. So I still expect him to be making plays because uh, we saw that against the Ravens. Like when, you know, once they started rushing hard, he was still able to get the ball out. Yeah, we maybe struggled for points, but we could do it. For the Bills, um, one side note on them is they did really struggle to put the Dolphins away. Yeah. And with Skylar Thompson under centre. Mm -hmm. So the Bengals with Burrow and our I would say our defence is better than the Dolphins defense we just need to think about doing the same thing they did to Allen, which was you kind of you have to let them out a bit but don't engage it's kind of like sort of flush them from the pocket you, you need to keep your qb sneak looking at him you need to keep your qb sneak sitting so he knows he can't take the run yeah but then ha then have some of his options run away it's it did work for them but because he has been, uh, it's been throwing interceptions. Hey, he has been throwing interceptions. So you're I looking at let's let's make him throw a touchdown. True, but I mean, if you look at, I will say though, but again, look at the Bengals game plan against the Ravens. Like, yeah, sure, obviously injuries and things happen to us, and we barely won, but the game plan I, I was working. The shadow of the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. there's a similar, yeah. there's a similar Ravens yeah. to what we saw earlier the year that beat us by what two points with Lamar. Go back and look at the stats. Lamar actually, uh, he actually threw the same amount and ran this. Like his his stats against the Bengals are almost identical to to Tyler Huntley's from last weekend. So I don't know if I still think we would have won that game whether Lamar was under center or not. I think probably. I want to say. Stu, you had me. I was thinking it was going to be a really, really tight game, but when you're talking about all the dense defensive players or, or um, line offensive players, offensive line, yeah, mo yeah, moving positions, and 
after I was I think there might be a, at least a one score game in this to the yeah. the Bills. I was thinking it was going to be really tight, maybe just the 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 odd um, point in it. But I'm I think Bills they've got something to fight for. They've got as you say the magic if Demar Hamlin was to come back to the stadium, the energy that that's going to give everybody. Um, I'm going to go for Bills, but at least one score. Kev, what about you? Yeah, um, I just had a wee look. The, the bookies have got um, the Bills uh, five points favourite. Um, that's about right. I'd say that's probably just about right, but I'm going to go for the Bengals. I think oh. the Bengals will turn them over. Um, yeah, and spoil the party. Um, God bless Damar and all that, but this is a game of football um, and there's no room for sentiment. Um, I think Bengals, uh, Bengals win. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Brian, you're going for? I'm going to go Bills. Uh, Bills, but I, do, I don't think it's going to be a score. I think the bookies, actually. I think Kev's, the, his wee shout for the bookies is probably about spot on. I'm going to say uh, Bills by a field goal, Bills by three. Um, unless, of course, Zach, uh, Zach Taylor decides that the O-line situation is so dire that he sends Stu a box of curly whirlies and says, bulk up, you're going in. Stuart <laughs> left tackle. I was half expecting Quentin. I was half expecting Quentin Spain to get the call this week. I mean, I'm wearing my mixing jersey today, but uh, I've been sort of like praying to the Quentin Spain jersey I've got at home, saying like, <laughs> "Please, let like, put the flag up." Because uh, I know Quentin. After Andy Whitworth said, "Look, look, guys, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm Big too win. old. I have retired. Like, he's like, I would love to, but I can't." Stu, what are you going for yourself then? What's the score going to be? I'm still taking Bengals. I think that our defence comes out on top because I think we're going to force mm. Allen to we'll flush him out, we're going to make him throw on the run and you're going to see at least one Jesse Bates uh, return for a touchdown on the defensive side. Fantastic. So, again, it's going to be a three-point three game, though. I don't think it's going to be by much. Like a field goal to the Bengals. I think it's quite a high-scoring three-point game, though. I, think we might oh, I hope so. That. I hope so. That'd be great. I, I, I think that I genuinely, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, you know, a, a 40-37 or something like that. That right. would not Good show man. me the right. slightest. Moving on to the NFC. Keep ghost chat. Moving on. Moving on to the divisional playoff. We've got the Cowboys <laughs> at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, this, this really is. This is a game that's going to get the whole of America, maybe the world, tuned in, turned on. I'm laughing at Brian. That's, that's a pitiful Stetson boy. <laughs> Yeah. Did you get that? Did you get that at Robbie Williams concert? Hi, it's a high quality, all leather, waterproof hat. Yeah, that's a yeah, actual. That's, that's a working man's hat. That it's case. The, the headset's the headset's not helping me here, boys. But we'll make it work. It's fine. <laughs> you need one of the giant hats that the the lads wear in the is it the Packers. It seems to always wear those giant <laughs> yeah. giant baseball caps. But get a big Charles Gardner one. Aye. <laughs> Um, go for that then. Um, both teams convincing winners in the end last week. Uh, Cowboys defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31 14. It didn't really tell the, the story. I think it was late um, scores for the, the Bucks to, to give a wee bit of respectability there. And the uh, 49ers, despite um, losing at half time to my uh, beloved Seattle Seahawks, came back and just like. Christian McCaffrey get the ball, Debo Samuel get the ball and just run right over the, the top of us. And as, as Stu, you've mentioned a few times, big cock rock. Um, what a guy, what a guy. What is the highlights of that game again just before coming on? I think we'll start with 
with uh, Brock because the way that he is so efficient um, at getting the ball out, and he's got so many great targets that he can go to, but he, he wriggles and he makes so much space for himself and he just keeps play alive. Um, such a such a talent that we, we really were not expecting this at all from, from him. Has he been the one that you're most like you talk about him all the time? So I think you're a massive fan. You're really looking forward to seeing what he does and with a real bit of pressure um this weekend. Oh no, definitely. And it's I think it's he seems to be taking that thing where uh, you know, instead of going the rookie route of being in those big high pressure situations and choking. Mm-hmm. He's walking into it just with no fear. I always just going like, well, why not? I'm here. I might have been drafted last overall, but does that really matter in this day and age? Because, I mean, how many guys have you got that make it into the league that are undrafted free agents? They might just go to a smaller school and a smaller system, but doesn't mean they're not, like, you know, they're, they're not good athletes. Tom Brady was a later round pick, and look at his career. I'm not saying that, you know, Brock's going to end up being Tom Brady moving forward, but yeah, I just, I think he's walked in and he's clearly done his homework all year in that system because I mean nobody thought he was ever going to play a game there because he was in just learn it be a practice squad guy Trey Lance was running the show Jimmy's there for another year Trey Lance goes down Jimmy Garoppolo steps in does what Jimmy Garoppolo does and was put up very good numbers and then Pordy's walked in and done even better than Jimmy G was doing so yeah I'm excited to see how he works but uh, I think it's just the Niners have such a good system that if you're a smart like what I call like a heady player if you mm-hmm. can walk in there and you've done your homework and you know the roots and you know what the receivers are going to do you can do a good job and he has that escapability aspect as well like you've said where he can keep plays going if he does get flushed out um so yeah i'm excited to see what he does but overall the niners they have built a team that it's probably them or the eagles for the nfc that are you know they're probably just as strong as each other i would say and purdy has done nothing to take uh, you know anything away from that is the main point. Like, he doesn't look like a downgrade. No, not at all. And I think he's taking a lot of heart from how Geno Smith, who's been a number two guy for most of his career, he came in um, at the Seahawks and really lit things up this oh, yeah. year. But Purdy is, is really just grasped that chance. But it's not just Purdy, Kev. It's the, the amount of weapons that the, the 49ers have got. You've got... Um, Christian McCaffrey came in halfway through the season. You've got um, Brandon Ayuk, Josh Kittle, Debo Samuel. So many, so many talented players there. Who do you think is going to make the, the biggest impact? Is it McCaffrey that they seem to have put all their eggs in that basket? And that's the one that they, they think is the key that's going to win them the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, yes. Ever since CMC went there, I've I fancy them to make it to the playoffs. Um, and I think on their day, um, they can beat anybody. I think uh, with their, their, their struggles at quarterback, um, maybe um, had a few people writing them off, you know, losing two quarterbacks um, to injuries. But like, it doesn't seem like it matters who's at quarterback for, uh, for the Niners right now because, like you say, really well-organised team, amazing defence. Um, and so many weapons. I mean, you can just hand the ball to McCaffrey or just uh, shovel pass it over the top of the defence to him and let him run. Um, you know, it makes your life a lot easier. Um, not, that, not that I'm trying to say that Purdy's not a good player, but I'm just saying he's, um, 
he's come into a really good system and um, it's set up well for him. Um, and obviously, I, I hate the Cowboys and I want them to lose. Um, but I must <laughs> say that we, I, I actually agreed before when we were talking about the, the Bills-Bengals game and said this is going to be the game of the weekend. However, looking at this one, this one's really, really tasty. I think, I think the Cowboys could could surprise um, a few people. I, I've not looked at the odds. I don't know who the favourite is with the bookies on this, but I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be the Niners. Um, I'll just check that. Hold on. But, um, yeah, this, this for me, could be the game of the weekend. I think um, the Cowboys are, are, are capable of beating anybody on their day as well. So, um, if, the two of them, if the two of them play well and don't freeze um, on the occasion, then it could, be, it could be a great game of football. Uh, Niners, you got the odds there. Yep, Niners are four point favourites, so it's pretty really? close. Only four. It's not a lot in it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would be. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, to put my cards on the table, I'm going to back the Niners in this one. But I would not be surprised if the Cowboys win this game because they do have a great defence. They've got that whole uh, like the rushing game's great, and guys like Gallup now looks like he's on fire. Lambs there, so the Cowboys have a fantastic team. Yeah, as well, they're Before well set we up. To- yeah, before we get to the Cowboys, Brian, I was going to ask you about the Joey Bosa uh, in the San Francisco 49ers defence. What's is that the, the rock upon which the Super Bowl is going to be? 100%. Uh, I, I've said this before on the show. You know, I can't remember which quote and which uh, coach I need to quote. Um, defence wins rings. Defence wins you championships. Uh, and the Niners' defence has been freakishly good all year. Um I mean, okay, no, do you know what? I take that back. We'll, we'll ignore the time the Broncos beat them somehow. Um, but like, that, that's, everybody gets uh, one, Brian. Everybody, everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. Um, other, other, other time they somehow let one team go, let's ride. Um, they've been incredible <laughs> all year. Um, so I, I can't. Like, yeah, okay, I, do you know, uh, the more I think about it, maybe the book, well, the bookies are really wrong. Uh, maybe it will be quite tight because that um, Dallas offense you know i mean it is loaded i'm always the big weakness in the dallas offense i always think it's Dak. uh i don't think we've got prime Dak back um mm-hmm. that rhymed in more ways than i intended uh but i just don't i he's it he looks shaky he looks he's got so many mistakes in him um the dallas need to trust pollard more in the ground game you know, I don't know that pollard's done great things this year but i do think the play con with dallas leans a wee bit towards the fact that the paid Zeke, <laughs> so they better use yeah. him. Um, but yeah, no, that that um that that Niners the particular Niners Rundy, um, which has been absolutely excellent all year. So Dak's gonna need to chuck it, and he's got all the mistakes in him. And Brock, you know, what I mean, he's playing, he's absolutely playing with a man in like a man with nothing to lose because there there is no, it's again the big difference between Brock Purdy and Dak. Dak has a massive weight of expectation on him. You know what I mean? He is the the, the Messiah coming to save Dallas and lead them back to a, to a Super Bowl. Brock's Mr. Irrelevant. But, you know, it, it could, but think about the narrative. If the Niners go out, if the Niners lose this playoff, it's going to be, well, okay, they, they were on the third quarter back of the year. Yeah, they had a great yeah. defence, but even with those weapons, the, you know, what can you do with your third quarterback who is Mr. Irrelevant in the draft? All will be forgiven. Everybody will move on. The Dallas Blues? That's a problem. Do you know what I mean? They've got all of the starters going. They're not... Uh, 
yeah, they don't have any monumental injuries that I can think of on either side of the ball at the minute. So this is as Super Bowl ready as they are ever going to be. So yeah, I you you mentioned there that the the Dallas defense and I misspoke there. I said Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, of course. Nick, Nick yeah, Bosa, sorry, I absolutely too many Bosas. To <laughs> too many, too many Bosas. <laughs> Big suffer Bosa. Um, is the the Dallas defense is this um is this going to make it a quite a low scoring affair? Do you think, or when it comes to the Forty ers when you've got the 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 Russian attack from the the Cowboys, you've got Pollard, you've got Pollard seems to be the the one that does all the hard work. He gets all the ingredients, he makes a beautiful cake, and then you get Zeke in. He just put that lovely wee cherry on top of the ice in there to get the the touchdowns to to get it over the line. Um, can you see the defense outshining the offense in this one for the for both teams? Is this going to be such a really defensive match? Scores under what twenty points? You think, or I'd, are they going to really just go hammer and tongs at it? I, I, I don't. I think it's either going to be super low scoring defensive slugfest, or uh, the Niners are going to blow Dallas out. Brian, pick one. Pick one. Sorry. So I mean, I don't see Dallas blowing out the Niners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For me, I think that this is going to be low. Sc- I'm going to put my put it out there that it's a war of attrition below 20 points for both sides. And it's a lot of rushing from both of them. Uh, we see them, you know, both defences stepping up, making plays, doing things to kind of slow down that offence. I think it'll be a very interesting war of attrition. I don't think it's going to be boring by any measure. I think it will be a very good game overall. But I'm going to say that, yeah, I think the Niners take it just because I, I have their defence taking the edge. Now, just one other thing on the Cowboys and their window for the Super Bowl. If they don't win this year, they are kind of in trouble because, I mean, if you look yeah. at it, they just had to deal with Mary Cooper for essentially yeah. nothing, like a bag of beans. Mm-hmm. It was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was fantastic for you. And I mean, that will could... set you up well for next year. But, you know, they've had to let him go. Pollard needs paid mm-hmm. this summer as well. So you've already it's paid, already paid Zeke. Back signed and up. And the thing is, is like those two guys, I think they work very well as a tandem because, like you said, you've got Pollard who can do like that quick rushing, like if you're looking for big chunk plays further up the field. Zeke's a bigger guy, so he's your goal line back kind of thing, or your, you know, like your third down thing, or, you know, he can come in there because it's like I think they've done a really good job actually having a 50 50 that works. Kind of not, maybe not quite like the the Browns with Chubb and Hunt, um, but up there in terms of having a good one two punch with running backs. I just I don't know if they can keep Pollard next year, or they'll need to move more stuff around. And if you start moving more players out, your team's going to get worse. So they're, they're starting See? to enter that. They're starting to enter the world of cap hell. I was going to call it. I'm I'm trying to find out now. Is Lamb not pretty close to needing paid as well? Probably already may have got paid already. Check that out while we're going. Um, uh, yeah, we'll go yeah, to Kev. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm we're going to keep that. We're going to keep that for another podcast. You just go ahead that up <laughs> for. Um, we'll have a look at um, the. The more managerial um, making season, yeah. but we'll also have a wee look at um, the players, especially for this off season. Kev finishes up. Then we're nearly the end of the pod. Then Cowboys and 49ers an act of what if uh, attrition as uh, Stu puts it, or is this going to be a uh, hell for leather? Um, Big Cup Brock star of the the show. What do you see happening this weekend, my friend? 
I think that as um, as much as um, there's there's good deeds um, on show, I think that there's also a lot of great attacking talent. I think there's loads of weapons on the pitch. I think it will be a, a reasonably high scoring game, not not massively, but I'd say thirty four twenty four to the Forty Niners. That's that's yeah, I, I, I don't think I could argue with that myself. With just so many weapons on there, and I know that these have been incredible this season. But I, I think it's going to be another, maybe under score. Um, both teams scoring under thirty points, but I can see it being quite an entertaining game. Plenty of talking points from it. Brian, quickly, what you thinking for this one? Uh, in terms of scores, uh, I'm going to give it to Niners as well. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to say it is probably going to be a defensive battle. I'm going to say it's, going to, it's not going to be a big one. I'm going to say uh, 2017 to the Niners. Uh, it's, it's going to be something of that kind of order. If, it, if a team cracks 20, it won't be by a lot. you agree with that, Stu? Yeah, I was going to say 2017 as well. So just exact same prediction as Brian. I'm going to wear the hat for the last minute because they're going to be leaving yeah. us. So I'll, I'll keep the hat on as a... As a copying his homework there fantastic <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, you, I'm coming to you before we finish up then we're looking for your statistic of the week we've got four fantastic matches Jags at Chiefs, Giants at Eagles Bengals at the Bills and the Cowboys at the 49ers what's your statistic going to be about statistic of the week uh, actually involves the Niners and the Kansas City Chiefs so mm-hmm. the statistic of the week is that since Brock Purdy has come in under centre for the Niners, they've been averaging a massive 34.8 points for per game. And the second best team in the league is only on 29.2 points per game in that same span, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Shoot out, shoot not- out, shoot out. <laughs> <laughs> But well, the thing I like about um, about Brock's there is that Purdy's matches that they've been high pressure games, getting to the right yeah. meaty bit of the, the season as well. It's not been early ones where they can fluff the the scoreline a wee bit there. This this guy's showing that he's he's, he's a real deal. He's he may be the reason that we're not seeing Tom Brady in San Francisco next season. Um, keep him out. Fantastic, gentlemen. This has been wonderful. Um, thanks very much for, for helping me and joining in this week. Um, Brian, I hope you have a, a wonderful weekend of football. Thank you very much, Keith. Uh-huh. Howdy, Kev. <laughs> Kev, I hope your team does well. Are you That's staying true. up to watch it? I certainly will be, yeah. Thank you very much, Keith. I hope we do too. Uh, and Hearts and minds might be going for the the bills in this one, but I, I, I'm I'm still rooting for your Bengals there, Stu. I hope oh, thank you have you. a great yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I will. That the games will be good either way, and I'm just hoping that the Bengals do succeed. But like I say, I'll not be I'll not be too disappointed if the the bills win and go on just for the whole uh, Hamlin situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks very much for listening and watching. Um, you can watch this again on twitter we will be releasing the podcast you should hear this on thursday friday morning friday morning you should be getting this um for myself and off the crew enjoy your weekend and thanks very much for listening